2: there is never a bad time to enter a scene yeah how sometimes people say hey you got to do it when it's right or you've got to see if the scene needs you to enter i said there's never a bad time to walk on this is the improv chronicle i'm Lloydie.
0: when should you walk into a scene i've always been fascinated by the views people have about how we perform and when I was talking to a highly skilled improviser in a dog park in Sydney, Australia, I uncovered a pretty dogmatic opinion. Pun
2: intended. I am Marcel Blanche Wilt, and I am an improviser and comedian. Great. So, what is your wild opinion, most wild opinion on improv? I. There is never a bad time to enter a scene. Yeah, you know how sometimes people say, hey, you've got to do it when it's right, or you've got to see if the scene needs you to enter. I said there's never a bad time to walk on.
0: Really? I mean, what if that... I'm going to play devil's advocate here yeah. because I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. But if there is a really intense moment where you can hear a pin drop and, and it is a very grounded scene, you're in quite a naturalistic world, mm. would, would you not leave that? Is, is that not a
2: bad time to enter a scene? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that all the things that tell us to hang back wait until it's the right time these are the things that get into people's heads about going, oh I should feel it when it's right, I'll know it's when it's right and all these things lead to just people being more glued to the back wall, waiting for that moment especially newer improvisers who are going, waiting for the clever thing, waiting for the funny thing, waiting for the right thing, but there is no right thing Matt Higby in Chicago was like a great instigator of the idea of like, just get in there Like, you're there to have a fun time. You're there to be in the show. People are looking at the people in the sidelines going, why is not that person come in? Yes, of course there are exceptions to the rule, but I'd way prefer to tell new improvisers, especially there's never a bad time to walk on, so they just enjoy always just going oh my shit my feet are moving first and i'm walking into a scene what the difference is that so many new improvisers don't get is you don't have to bring something in with you every time
0: i figured some other people might have a more i don't know measured approach to walk-ons vera Chok is an actor improviser writer and performance maker
3: i personally would wait until the scene is slightly established before walking on But this is, it depends on what kind of walk-on. So if you're coming on and being sort of scenery, you can do that much quicker than coming on as an additional character. Yeah. Does that make sense, right? Mm. So if there's two people starting a scene, and we'll go with the scene starting, like we'll go chronologically, and they establish the place, then yes, of course you can come on immediately and start giving texture to it, sort of sonography wise sounds blah 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 but i think if it were two people coming on and you don't quite they haven't connected with each other yet i would hesitate to say yes come on and muddy the waters further unless you come on and like absolutely unless they're in the shit and they're like oh I have to come in and, like, someone's got to be, someone's got to do something.
0: Let's go now to a coffee shop midway through the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, where I put the question of walk-ons to one of the performers I was enjoying stage time with for a few days while I was there. My name's Sam
1: Irving and I am one of the creative directors and performers uh, with the Spontaneous Players who put on Spontaneous Potter around the country. And I also perform with a few other
0: uh, improv groups, including Men With Coconuts. I've had the pleasure of doing a show with you for the last couple of nights, doing another one tonight at the Edinburgh Fringe, and there have been a couple of times when I've thought about walking on with a thing um, and then haven't, I've kind of judged. I don't think the scene needs this right now. Is there a good and bad time for a walk-on? So I'm a big fan of
1: walk-ons. I, uh, I am very keen. I think if you asked the other guys in the group they'd be more likely to say I do it too much rather than too little. Uh, I would hope they say I do it just the right amount, but obviously if it, if it leads one way or the other I'm, I am a, I'm a big fan of walk-ons um, particularly given in the, in the show that we do there's this whole cast of main characters and secondary characters to draw from uh, so if I do want to add a little bit of information to a scene, I can just pick a character at random from the back of my head doesn't have to be someone that's already been established in the story and just walk on as that character uh, so i think broadly speaking um you can almost always do a walk-on uh, i would say for me the caveat and the exception would be if two people are having a very emotionally grounded scene uh which is you know not gamey not gaggy but very focused in the relationship and in the emotion the, um,
0: then walking on as a third character unless you have a very strong reason for doing so is probably not a good idea. Back to that dog park in Sydney and some more of Marcel's thoughts about how we treat walk-ons.
2: I was teaching a workshop recently in Brisbane and it was revolutionary to some of the improvisers and some of them had been playing for a few years that you don't need to walk on and announce who you are and what your deal is. That that you can be the butler in the background walking on and brushing a few things on the mantle and then walk off immediately. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and what you can do what what well, the gift is with those moments, take the butler and the mantelpiece, you walk on, they're having their intimate moment, you brush something on the mantle, you exit, you've then given them the gift of do they want to talk about the butler? Are they going to meet, are they going to gift you with something while you're off, and now you can hear that and go, oh, you know what? I might come. I can come back on now because they've told me that they never trusted the butler, and the butler's been stealing again. Now when I come back on as the butler, I can do the same walk of dusting something, but also inspect one of the things on the mantle with a sort of eye of oh, maybe this is something that I'm going to pinch and then walk off again. Now have we've, we've developed a game but they still can continue their intimate, beautiful moment and I can decide when is going to be right for me to... And I'm using that word right again, <laughs> even though... I, <laughs> damn it, you've caught me out. But what I'm saying is, like, be the... Matt Higby would, would I watched him in staff shows faculty shows he'd come on alright it's a fishing scene these two people are fishing they're having a conversation alright he's going to be a fish you know so I see him just swim through the scene because he's there to have fun and and, and that added imagery and colour to the scene he didn't make the scene about him it didn't pull focus but what it, what it did this is the other key thing is it invites everyone to have just as much fun as you are hey guys I'm getting in here have as much fun as me, rather than those moments where people get to the pub after the show and they go, oh, can you believe how much Marcel was getting in the show? I mean, who does he think he is? Like, hey, guess what? You can edit me out. You can, you can swipe the scene. Uh, You can, I can come back on later. And guess what? You can be getting in just as much as I am. Like, I'm, I'm here inviting you like, come on guys, this way. And if it feels like shit, Marcel's getting in a lot, guess what you can do? Get in just as much as me and have as much as fun I'm having. I'm not making the show about me. I'm just here to go. <laughs> Guys, aren't we here putting on a show? Aren't we here where rarely any of us are getting paid for it? We're, the only thing we're getting paid in is how much fun we're having and how much does it suck when you do a show and you get up and you go, I wasn't really in there that much. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Definitely, I believe that you follow your impulse. You know, I was training people to like, this is how you stand on the sides so that you're absolutely ready. And this is how you warm up your body and your imagination, your mind. So you don't, you're not even thinking. It's just your entire being. is just like, there's an impulse, get on stage. So it's before thought happens, maybe, (laughs) to Mm. sound really pretentious. And you just have to like I just step onto stage and contribute. I I do think there are bad times to come on stage.
0: Now, I would agree with you on that. I definitely think there (laughs) are bad times to come on stage. And I've I've seen it happen. And whilst I absolutely understand that a walk-on can be a very positive thing um and is very often a very positive thing and can be justified as a positive thing even if it 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 initially seems incongruent i do think the more we play together the more we learn what style we're playing in and the more we are listening and paying attention then the more it will be instinctual when to walk on
3: yes and that is the other thing, um, in terms of playing with people you trust and people whose styles complement each other. And that will... So rightness or wrongness can also be, you know, beyond technical. It's about whether it's not moral or ethical, but whether it's it's going to sit well with your teammates. Like, is it, a, is it going to upset people, your team...
0: So, if it needs to sit well with our teammates, I guess we need to know what sort of walk-ons people do like to do. Sam Irving. So, there's two two types of walk-on I really like to do. Uh, I like to do a,
1: um, what I guess I would call maybe a, a punchline walk-on or something, where you know you've got a, a scene's been a building, and then as a as an external third character, you come on, say one thing, boom, big laugh, blackout, end of the scene. Um, which I think everyone likes getting the the big laugh, right? But uh, I, I I would never want to poach it, but sometimes it feels like a, 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 an external character is the right person to do that. Um, so I love that. Uh, and the other thing I do, and this is, you know, it only works within the dynamic of our group, and I and I think you know everyone's group. Your mileage may vary. Um, is doing a walk on to call out something that's been uh, misspoken or misstated in the scene. Uh, so if somebody has slipped up uh, or said the wrong name or whatever coming on as the walk-on to say, sorry, did I hear you say this? And, you know, putting them on the spot a little bit and mining it. But uh, as I say, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that in a jam or in a when I, if I was guessing in a group that I don't perform with regularly, but I know my guys well enough that I know that any of them would be happy for me to do that and put them on the spot like that.
2: I think, and then, and then when it comes to like a team that's played a lot, then they should be getting everyone's rhythms. Like, take the sort of idea of, like, a band... All right, I play the rhythm section. You know when I'm going to be coming in. You know when to compliment me. You know when to come in with your lead guitar. You know when to come with your cymbal, with your maracas, whatever it is. Um, I've seen bands. I know what instruments are. You've seen clearly more than one band. (laughs) But what I'm saying is if you've played for a long time and everyone's diving in, if they're butting heads, the problem isn't about... Um, the idea of sharing the stage—you've clearly got more pressing issues—and also that's the sort of example of a problem. I'll—I'll oh, I'll solve that when we get there. But I'm yet to see many issues of, especially newer improvisers. You know, because I'm in the market of of the business of teaching improv especially new improvisers have really had the problem of, shit, all of us are so excited to get on stage. Wow, we, we're having too much fun. If only someone could tell us to do less stuff. And this goes back to that book that I haven't read, which I'll just cite the title of. Of, of what is it like? It references like robot players and pirates and ninjas. Oh, robot
0: pirate ninja. No, I've read half of that whole book.
2: <laughs> but like that idea of like, oh, if you put the team together effectively, then you're going to be getting the different uh, styles of play. So even if people are super keen to come on, they're coming on with different energies that aren't cancelling each other out. Okay, so when shouldn't we walk on? Here's
0: Vera again. I
3: suppose any time a walk-on is because of your ego is the wrong time. <laughs> because of of your inflated ego. If it's like, comp- you know, again, ego is, what do we mean by ego? Ego is not necessarily negative, but I mean by selfishness or by sort of you haven't been paying attention or you think you have a better idea. All those sort of like quite obvious improv no-no's. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. That is such a good point, because I've seen that kind of a walk on and that is not the time to do a walk on. It's it's usually I mean, it's usually a guy. But, um, you know, you're like, I'm the funny guy. I've got about 16 jokes about cheese and they just mentioned cheese. I'm going to walk on. Actually, no, don't, because they're just talking about, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, a painful relationship moment or something. Maybe now mm-hmm. is not the time to talk about the the great joke you've got about Gruyere or, or Edam. I don't know yes for me that's a bad time to to do a walk on
3: i was experimenting with something uh the other day where i just i was kind of side coaching and i just said just walk across the stage walk on walk off like mid scene and sorry this is tangential but it was so interesting to see what happened because i suppose i don't like um, who who describes it? Gaël says, "You know when there's two French fries on stage doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just two bodies talking." And I saw. It, I definitely don't like that. So, if you have no, if you don't want to stay on stage after you walked on, I think it's perfectly fine to just walk through.
0: Do you know that is that's a really interesting point because <laughs> you you cannot walk through a scene without a being seen and b changing the energy somehow
3: yes and it sort of is sort. it does still leave the characters space but it does sort of kind of add energy on stage which is a very um commedia dell'arte trick of like when you come on stage you bring energy when you leave the stage you leave energy um and that's that's a nice trick
0: I think Marcel's original opinion holds a lot of weight when you see where he's coming from. He wants to encourage newer improvisers to get in there and be part of the fun. What's been interesting to me is how so much of that fun might be determined by the group who we're playing with and the energy that happens between everybody. But no matter whether we choose to walk on or not, that choice will either be giving or denying the scene a certain energy, whether that's helpful whether it isn't in the next episode
1: i think right now we're really fragmented and weird and it's hard to know where to go to see uh to see stuff that's really good instead of sort of the emperor's new clothes stuff of like people say this is good you go see it everybody says it's good so you assume it's
0: good but actually it's not that good how have improv scenes across the world changed in the last couple of years following the covid lockdowns Hear thoughts from around the globe next time. The Improv Chronicle is produced and hosted by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. Help keep the podcast going by donating. There's a link in the show notes along with a link to my newsletter too. Sign up and get the world of improv in your inbox.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.